0: Hello everybody. Welcome to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is episode two, baby. I'm honestly pretty impressed with myself just on how on top of this I kind of already have been. I'm just prioritizing this and making it a big thing that I'm very interested in, which I hope that you guys can see that too. But I wanted to figure out what you guys wanted to hear this week. And I got on TikTok live and this was something that you guys said you would love to hear. So this week we are going to be covering finding motivation and what motivates me. So I know that I personally am not always super motivated and it's something that I really do struggle with and it can be debilitating at times. Whenever you have huge waves of feeling unmotivated, it can be the worst. So it's taken me two really crappy years to kind of figure out what works for me and what doesn't work for me. We are gonna be going over seven different ways that I am gonna help you guys kind of find motivation and what helps me. I think one of the many reasons why I struggle so deeply with motivation or at least I have in the past or it's something that's kind of prevalent in my life would be because I do struggle with ADHD and ADHD like symptoms. I've never been told you need to be taking medication for this, but I have talked to a therapist about it. I have talked to a psychiatrist about it and I have been told that I have it. But I was never put through any like hardcore tests to figure out if I had it or not. It was just kind of like a talking back and forth. And I think also part of that being because I was going to them with it, I wanted to know if they thought I needed help in with this or with this struggle in my life with ADHD. They have told me that I found coping mechanisms to help myself pretty well in this, which I think I have too, but it doesn't mean that you can't benefit from medication if that's ever something that you feel like you need. I did just want to preface with that because I think having ADHD to a degree is definitely something that's made finding motivation and staying on track and all of those things way harder for me. So I know a lot of people are diagnosed with it and I'm even talking to the people that are not diagnosed with it, but you've been told that you have it or you think you might have it. I'm here to make you feel heard today and you don't have to have a proper diagnosis for you to kind of know that you struggle with the same symptoms that somebody with ADHD has. So I'm here to help everybody out today. Some symptoms that I struggle with when it comes to ADHD that makes it seem harder for me to stay motivated would be not being able to stay on task without a list. Even if I make a list, it's really me reminding myself to look at that list. And in order for me to remind myself to look at a list, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's hard. It's a hard thing for me to do because if you have ADHD, you forget things pretty quick. And it's just kind of like whatever you're focusing on is like the biggest thing for you at that exact moment. Like even without a list, like I can get stuff done, but it won't ever be as organized as it could have been. For example, if I allow myself to just go without a list, I can be super productive still, sure. If I like allow myself to look at my desk right in front of me and like start tidying that up, and then it's kind of a ripple effect. Like whatever I see, I'll just start kind of going off of that. And so I can be productive in certain ways, but a lot of times it can be in a way that's getting me off task because it's not focusing on the things that I actually need to get done. If that makes sense, it's things that could have waited like I don't have a deadline to clean my desk, you know what I mean, or something like that whenever I have maybe I needed to get back to emails or I needed to do this today before the end of the day and I haven't got that done because I'm almost procrastinating it by being productive in other ways. Essentially, whatever is out of sight is a lot of times out of mind for me, especially when it comes to being productive and finding motivation. The biggest piece of advice that I could give you today before we even get started is to not wait for the perfect time to do something or you know what, I'll wait until this, right? No, you do not wanna wait for the perfect time. It's never gonna be the right time to start something. You just gotta start something and it will all fall into place. Don't wait for the perfect time to start, just start somewhere. By you doing that, it's proving to yourself, wow, like the, the second that you start picking up your stuff or you're like cleaning your desk or whatever, it'll become a ripple effect. So to give an example of this, you're not motivated to clean, just start in whatever room that you're in tidying up and it will become a ripple effect. The second that I start just tidying up right in front of me or like cleaning off my bedside table or vacuuming my room, I am motivated to vacuum my entire house. I am motivated to do my laundry like that's in my room also or, um, Tuck all my drawers in in my dresser perfectly so that nothing's popping out, making my space clean and more peaceful for me to be in. Because if you have so much clutter around you, it is so hard for your mind to be at peace and it's hard for you to stay on task and just feel motivated if your physical space that you're in every day is cluttered and just not what you're looking for. Another example, you're not motivated to work. Just start by checking your emails, your DMs, reply to comments, make a workspace. This is kind of something I'm applying to myself. But like, so if you're someone who works from home or whatever, just start by checking your emails, make your workspace clean and get organized. The more that you kind of do and you kind of set up the vibe even for your day, like that'll just make you want to do more like lighting a candle, um, opening up a kombucha, okay, or whatever. I don't know, eat a good breakfast. Like, Put on a good playlist, put in a podcast. Like I do this a lot and it's called habit stacking and I will get into this more. But Shelby Sacco is a girl on TikTok, on Instagram, who is someone that I am gonna talk about in this episode because she's motivated me in a lot of different ways. But she's obsessed with habits and she's become really, really knowledgeable in them. And so she teaches everybody on her platforms how to form habits, how to be your best self, basically. I have a lot of things in common with her. I honestly think she's an awesome person. Habit stacking is whenever you take two things and put them together. One thing that you really don't want to do, but you have to do. And then something that you're looking forward to. So for me, that would be even like doing my laundry while listening to a podcast or vacuuming while listening to a podcast or calling somebody and walking my dog. It's important to find time to rest. But habit stacking is also something that has kept me extremely productive and helps me keep my motivation and my momentum up during the day. So we're going to get right into it, starting with number one. I would recommend make a list and stick to it. Do it the night before wherever it makes sense to you, whether it's on your phone in your notes app, whether it's a physical planner that you can write on right in front of you, a whiteboard that you can visually see like every single morning, like right when you wake up, that's like in your room or in your office where you work and wherever you can just see it the most. Basically, what works for me best is wherever it's easily accessible. So for me, It's it's a back and forth thing because it does work best for me on my phone. This way I can go to one place and find everything I need for the day and my phone's always on me. So even if I am doing something somewhere else, I can be like, oh crap, what was I supposed to get done first? Like I was supposed to get this done or you know what I mean? If it's not on that list, I really don't need to be focusing on it in that moment. So it really helps me stay on task and stay motivated towards my goals. So to give you an example of this, so I do mine in my notes app on my phone. I've tried so many different ways of planning and all this stuff, which I'll go over here in a second, but this is what has worked best for me. So for example, I'll write Friday's schedule, then I'll write like bullet points up at 7 a.m. Morning devotional, morning gratitude affirmations, eat an English muffin with Nutella. Okay, like literally the littlest things for me. If I write down what I'm eating, it just takes all that time out of my day the next day when I could get distracted or think of something else to do. If I know what I'm eating, even if it's something that I haven't made before, as long as I know what to expect, it's easier for me to stay motivated and stay on task with my day. So right after that, it would be gym by 7.30 to 8 a.m., Back and buys or legs, like saying exactly what my workout's gonna be. And then I'll also take a screenshot of my workout plan and put it right in this notes app so I don't have to go fishing around any other spots on my phone. Because the second that I start doing something, there's notifications, there's things that can distract you. So that's hard for anybody when you're trying to stay motivated and on task, but put ADHD in the mix and it is pretty impossible um, if you don't have self discipline with that. Then I just have like other stuff that I want to get done, like stretch and foam roll, workout till 930 at the latest. Also trying to keep me good with time management because sometimes I can end up there way longer. Um, So I'm trying to stay on task, walk Marshall, take my greens, get ready. Like I picking up my friend that was in town, you know what I mean? By this time, it also helps me prevent myself from being late to situations. For example, for work the next day. So I'm a temporary dental hygienist. So for me... Um, I'm always going to a different place. I'm always going somewhere new pretty much for work every day. So some of them can be eight minutes away. Some can be 40 minutes away and with traffic that can get even worse. So I will put in there like the night before leave house by this time work at this office with the address. So I can just literally click the address and it puts it right into my maps on my phone and I don't have to go into my dental app to get the address for where I'm working that day. Everything's in one place. It just keeps me organized, concise, and honestly just sets me up for success for the day. So I've really enjoyed using a list like this in my phone. I think that anyone could benefit from that and it can definitely help keep you motivated. Even if you notice at first, like, okay, like I'm not really utilizing this as much as I wish I was, like it's making it a habit also. So whenever you're doing something like around your room or whatever, and you're like, wait, what am I doing? In that moment, you're going to, instead of like trying to like figure it out, you're just going to go to your list in your phone. The more you do something, it'll just let you know, okay, I got to go back to this. Oh yeah, I made my list. And so it makes it a habit. When in doubt, check the list basically. For people who don't have to think this hard about these kind of things, I'm so jealous of you, but I hope that this doesn't sound ridiculous and like someone can relate out there. I know it's really saved my life recently with me trying to balance like having two different streams of income and two different things that I got going on and me not working at the same office every day it really helps keep me put together basically. But again, me having this list on my phone, it basically lets me come to one place to find everything I need for the day. And my phone's always on me. It's important to have boundaries with yourself to not get distracted when you're checking your schedule by text or notifications on a phone. Because like I said, the more you allow yourself to kind of go on TikTok or go on Instagram, I mean, you can do it. But the longer you're on there, it's just going to get you farther and farther away from like what you're trying to get done that day. And also kind of mess with your motivation possibly as well. What works for me really well in terms of not getting distracted by a bunch of different things on my phone while also using my phone for either work, posting videos on TikTok, posting things in general, or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Everyone uses their phone. But if I'm trying to check out my list, Do Not Disturb works great. When my phone's on Do Not Disturb, you can still check your text and everything, but you're just more in control of it. If I see I have notifications there and I'm able to see them, it's more tempting for me to open it or check it out or whatever so by doing it this way it helps me stay motivated to just stay on task but by making a list and also using do not disturb it helps me maximize my productivity gives me a visual and it reminds me of my daily goals to motivate me to get those done and what's important to me and it also helps me build self-confidence because the more that you show up for yourself the more that I'm checking off that list and actually getting done all these things that I'm prioritizing for the day It's showing me, wow, I can really trust independent like on you. I can really like you're going to get these things done. The more things that you set for yourself and you don't do, whether you think it or not, that is going into your subconscious and you are kind of proving to yourself that you cannot rely on yourself. So the more that you show up for yourself every single day, whatever it takes, whether it's a list or whatever you might do that works for you currently... That is proving to yourself that you're going to see it in confidence overall. You're going to see it in direction of your life. You're going to feel a lot more confident in where your life is going, your purpose, your goals, all of those things. Number two, really getting to know yourself and your goals and what you want in life in general. So if you don't know yourself, it's hard to motivate yourself because you don't really know what you're working toward. You're not completely sure what you want. So that's something that over the past couple years, I had time to really sit and reflect and understand that the things that I was doing in my present day was not exactly what was serving me anymore. So it was easy for me to kind of figure out like, okay, what do I want to be doing? I mean, it wasn't easy. I'm going to be honest. It was not easy at all, but by taking time with yourself, that is how you're going to figure this stuff out. So I would recommend journaling, alone time if you can handle it. I know alone time can be hard for some people. But it's very crucial for getting to know yourself and learning about yourself and being confident in yourself and who you are. And the more alone time you have, you just realize you don't need anybody else. Not that you don't want anybody else, but you don't need them. So alone time is crucial for me personally to recharge, to feel my best self. I get very charged up and feel very in touch with who I am the more alone time that I have. I love spending time with friends and loved ones. But I need that alone time and I think everybody kind of does, but we all need it maybe in different amounts. Maybe if you're more extroverted or whatever, I would consider myself a introverted extrovert. So I don't know. (laughs) But basically, I love to be an extrovert and I am very outgoing, but I do need that alone time as well. So just getting really in touch with yourself and spending alone time doing what feels good to you. And maybe that will give you an idea. So even just let's say it's Saturday, right? So tomorrow, spend your day exactly how you want to spend it. If nobody else mattered, how would you wanna spend your day if you had nothing else going on in your life? Would you wanna go to the grocery store by yourself? Listen to a podcast? Would you wanna walk your dog? Would you want to take a walk around town, downtown? Would you want to maybe take yourself out on a date to a fancy restaurant? Would you want to go read your book in the park? Would you want to go to a concert? Like what lights you up? What sets your soul on fire? And what really makes you feel good? Because those things often tell you very, very important things about yourself. So for me, I randomly started doing TikTok because I enjoyed it and I needed something in that moment. And I found a huge audience of people that could relate to me. And that helped to show me my purpose, which I believe is kind of just sharing anything to make anyone feel less alone, whether that be on this podcast or on my TikTok or wherever. But this is just an example. I'm not trying to talk about that a ton, but for me personally, that's how I was able to kind of figure out and get to know myself more all through alone time. And once you know your goals and where you want your life to be headed, it's more easy to stay motivated because you can see that end goal. And even though it might be a journey right now, you're going to get there and it's all about the process. So just really taking time to enjoy the process and not be hard on yourself. Because you're not going to be professional right away at whatever it is you're trying to do. You're going to be learning as you go. You're going to be growing as you go, baby. So I hope that that makes sense. Number three, my past self. So knowing what I've went through in my life, where I came from to get exactly where I am today, that really helps me stay motivated because I know just how much I've went through to get to this point. And I have nobody to blame but myself if I don't end up where I want to be. You realize once you get to a certain age, no one's going to do it for you. And I don't know. I kind of learned this recently. Like, I always, I noticed about myself that I would be more dependent on others to almost motivate me to get the stuff done that I want to get done. And I noticed that myself and I was like, ew, who wants that? <laughs> like, I, I was just like, that's not, that's not what I want to be doing. I didn't want anyone else to feel like too much pressure from me to... For me to get where I need to go because at the end of the day, it's all about you and it's all where you want to go. If you don't get where you want to go at some point, it's because you did not show up for yourself along the way to do the things that you needed to do to get yourself where you needed to go. So my past self is huge in motivating me and it just reminds myself how badly I wanted exactly where I am today. So at one point I really wanted to be a dental hygienist. I could not wait to be done. I could not wait to be out working in the workforce and like be making my own money and just be doing my thing. And I mean, it just reminds me of all the hard work I had to do to get to this point, even if it's not necessarily what I wanna be doing anymore. My past self motivates me so much because I know that she works hard and she does what she has to do to get things done. Even if I'm not feeling motivated right this second or today that, I will figure it out and it's gonna work. You just gotta, you gotta do the work to get yourself where you gotta go. You gotta start walking a little bit and the more you start walking, the more it's gonna, you're gonna be running before you know it and it's gonna become way easier. But an example of this, so even after moving to Texas, I went through a time where I was questioning my purpose, where I was going and I could always remember my previous self before I moved to Texas. Just how on fire I was to move to Texas and how happy I was just talking about what I was gonna be doing And it reminded me to look back on a YouTube video that I made before I was moving, just talking about how excited I was to move to Texas, which really helped remind me why I chose to move and all the goals I have for myself and it really kept me motivated to work toward them. So looking back at that video, I was just like, wow. I lost a little bit of myself along the way here because this is not the way previous me intended for this to go. And I think that that's okay. I think that if something doesn't end up the way that you intended for it to happen, That's life, but not allowing the reality of your circumstances, if they're not the way you want them to be, to keep you there. Just to remember, you got to get up and kind of keep moving and doing the things to switch your current reality to a point that you want them to be of happiness, I guess. So my past self definitely motivates me a lot because I know that she would want me to be doing her absolute best every single day to get somewhere. And ultimately, I could kind of tie in in this one, number three, my past self, but also my future self. All these things that I'm doing, I truly am doing them for my future self because I know that future me, I try to show up every single day the way that the person I want to be would show up. No matter what is going on in my life, no matter what's happening, I try to show up to be the best version of myself. So me in 10 years, what would she do right now? She would work (laughs) like she would do what needs to be done in in order to make her dreams a reality. And so that simplifies it all for me because I'm not going to let myself down and I'm not going to let you let yourself down either. Number four is simple and huge, but it's staying consistent. So motivation comes and it goes, but staying consistent is something that you will have control over always you control your actions and you control how you show up every day even if you're struggling mentally or whatever it may be you were making you were consciously making choices of okay what am i going to do in this moment even though maybe this sucks right now or i'm having a really bad mental health day am i going to get up am i going to get up out of bed and put on a good playlist to get me in a good mood and go and make the most of this day or am i just going to stay in bed and call in sick to work and i'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things but I'm just saying that these moments, even when it comes to mental health, and if it is extremely severe, I am, I'm am so sorry. But even in those moments of wanting to maybe snooze your alarm clock or whatever, you want to stay consistent. Days are going to come and go. Your motivation is not going to show up every single day when you do. Okay. So it's just knowing what to do to keep yourself consistent, even in those unmotivated times. You can't rely on your motivation to show up, but you can rely on yourself to make physical efforts to kind of get yourself where you need to be going. So even if your mind's not kind of on the same page, if your body's moving, your mind will catch up. Setting small goals is the most important thing just to not overwhelm yourself. So for example, If you want to start going to the gym, instead of giving yourself maybe an unrealistic expectation or setting yourself up for failure by saying you're automatically going to go every single week for four to five times a week when it's you getting started in your fitness journey and you really don't know where to start but you want to get started, I would say instead of making it a goal for four to five times a week, it would be two to three times a week. Set a smaller goal, just one, because if you know you can make that work no matter what, amazing. But if you can do more than that, that's even better. But by starting small, you allow yourself to see that you can create that habit and you can show up for yourself. You want to start small habits and work your way up after hitting those goals to help build trust in yourself and motivate you that you can do it and you eventually will do more. By creating small goals and just by staying consistent with a habit in general, or you're waking up every day and you're doing that one thing that you told yourself that you were going to do, you are showing yourself that you can trust yourself. And you were, again, just building more confidence in yourself because you're like, wow, I told myself I was going to do this. And like, I'm actually doing it. That is huge. And that is something that nobody can take from you ever. Number five, finding people with similar goals in person or online. So this could be friends to help motivate you or hold you accountable. If they're your people, right, who know things important to you, they'll definitely help check in and make sure things are going well, especially if you ask them. In general, an example I can give My best friend, Abby, she knows what I want. She knows my goals. We've sat down, we've talked about them. She knows what I want. She's a super successful woman, mom, wife, okay? Like, she is truly someone that I look up to and somebody that does have great advice and always, always knows what to tell me. But she will hold me accountable to things. And I think that it's important to find people in your life that will hold you accountable to the expectations that you have for yourself. So if I told her that I really want to be getting something done, she will genuinely hit me up randomly and be like, hey, how's the podcast going? Or whatever, a random question. Even by her asking me that question, I'm like, shit. You know what I mean? If I haven't been doing anything, I'm like, "Hmm." I think it's great to have people in your life that, one, you can depend on, obviously, and that have similar goals and a similar work ethic to you or whatever it may be to kind of hold you accountable and vice versa with them. You know, if I know Abby has something that she wants to be doing, I'm checking in on her and I'm like, hey, how's that going? So I think that just having a strong support system in general is huge. Also, by finding people with similar goals, you can start these things, whatever it is that you want to do or find motivation to start, right? By starting with someone, whether it's yoga, volleyball league, workout buddy, if you want to start working out, it's easy to do with someone for some people. I know everybody's different, but like when I first got started with my fitness journey, I did do it alone. Once I made a friend here in Texas named Shelby, me and her worked out together like we started it and we never stopped. Like I've been working out with Shelby since September of 2021. I think consistently possible. like I was working out by myself before that but I got her into it and we have been working out consistently since then so I think it's huge and I think that's just shows that if you find a person that you click with really well or has very similar goals to you that you guys can seriously just fuel each other and motivate each other in the best way to become the best versions of yourself like even me and Shelby also we will go and like have coffee dates make a budget You know what I mean? Or we'll do stuff like that. Or we'll make vision boards together, whatever it may be. Like find people that you can really, really grow with. I think that's super important. Basically, by you starting a task or a hobby or whatever, maybe with someone you can really just help hold each other accountable. Even now, so I mentioned me and Shelby have been working out together since September of 2021. I also do enjoy working out alone. And I feel like I need that for me and like my own anxiety, things like that. I think it's important for me to do those things by myself sometimes too. And I make it an effort to do so. But even then, me and Shelby are still going to the gym the same amount every single week, talking to each other, doing the same workouts. And we will work out together at least three times a week still. We are always sharing what we're learning with each other, whether it's a certain form that we saw or a better way to do an exercise or a new exercise we want to try. We're always bouncing ideas back and forth to each other. We have similar journeys and we're always sharing things We're always just trying to help each other, basically. So finding someone that you can really rely on in that way and just grow together, I think is really important. So that was a little bit about finding people with similar goals in person. But also it is so, so huge to find people online as well that you have similar goals with, especially all on your feeds of whatever it is that you're looking at, like whatever you're feeding your brain with. That is essentially what's going to grow and what you're going to keep just you know, trying to replicate the more things that you see online, you want to make sure you're giving yourself good positive energy from whatever it is that you're looking at. So this could be certain podcasts, social media or influencers or fitness people that you like to follow. Basically, I'm talking anyone on Instagram, TikTok that you might love and people that you watch their videos all the time. I have a ton and I'm going to share some with you right now. So when it comes to podcast, um, Shelby Sacco, Sad to Savage. I truly love Shelby Sacco. I think that everybody can benefit from any of her content. I swear to God, her videos 100% have changed my life. And a lot of the stuff that I'm even talking to you guys about right now is because of stuff I've learned from her and really just helped me change my perspective. So definitely check out Shelby's um, podcast. She's on all platforms. She's literally started her Um, platforms, I want to say like January, she started posting on TikTok, and she's up to like a million on there. It's insane. But it's because she's teaching people things that they genuinely can't get anywhere else. And in a way that makes it easy for everybody else to listen to. So that's one thing that really helps me also moments podcast with Lexi Hidalgo straight up with Trent Shelton. Also, Trent Shelton is awesome to follow on anything, but I listen to his podcast as well. I listen to like 12 different podcasts every single week. Off and on, like the ones I always will listen to are the ones I just mentioned. And like funnel weekdays, I'll listen to a bunch. I love podcasts, but basically, filling your brain with what you want your reality to kind of replicate, if that makes sense. So, whether that be like I learn a lot of good mental health tips or self help stuff a lot. When it comes to social media or influencers or whoever, the people that I go to and the people that I find like the most helpful for me to just stay motivated when looking at their content is Shelby Sacco, Trent Shelton, Ali Yost, Lexi Hidalgo, Sydney Adams, cleaning accounts, like TikTok for me, holy crap, like that TikTok is literally the best app I think in the entire world. It is so addicting, but it is like the most educational for you app ever. So it's a very slippery slope, but... Like if you need motivation, like cleaning accounts, I'll see like a cleaning video and I'm like absolutely about to destroy my kitchen in the best way right now. Like I'm gonna clean my kitchen. Sydney Adams, love this girl. Okay, she is like the epitome of what I wanna be. And when I say that, I don't mean that in like a weird way. I mean that in like her organization is top tier. Her closet's perfect. Her wardrobe is like exactly what I want. She works out, you know what I mean? All this stuff. So just in general, kind of like giving yourself like a positive, good, people to follow. If you're into social media, if not, I totally respect that and just kind of disregard what I'm saying. But I would definitely recommend um, podcasts or something. And social media can be a great thing. And it can be an awful thing. But social media for me, has really helped me in a number of ways, especially when it comes to finding motivation and just finding good things to fill my brain with people who help kind of remind you who you are in moments that you might forget it, that type of content that help give you daily reminders that you might need. So I kind of talked about this a little bit, but so I'm talking about TikTok now as its own thing. The TikTok for you page, good and bad again, but I say that because bad, you can get stuck on there for hours, good because you can see so many things that are really gonna like motivate you, you know? It can also be daunting at times, I will say too, because you see so many people on there doing so much that on your days where you're not feeling motivated, that can be overwhelming. So I always recommend you do what feels good to you, even if like this advice doesn't work for you. You know what I mean? In a certain way, like I get that, but I'm just telling you what's worked for me. Some things work better for me on certain days. It all kind of depends. When I allow myself to scroll on my TikTok for you page for a little bit of time, not a long time, like maybe 20 minutes or something, I will always find something I need to hear. Whether it's a similar creator inspiring me with an idea, cleaning motivation, or if I truly just needed to hear something that day to make me feel less alone. There's so many like, mental health accounts on there. Like my For You page is literally curated for me. A lot of times it is really what I needed to hear in that moment. So I really, really enjoy TikTok. But again, it can be something that kind of captivates a lot of your time if it's not controlled. So if you're allowing yourself to scroll for four hours, you can do that on there, okay? And I don't recommend that, I do not. Just an example overall that whatever you're on social media-wise to really just check the accounts that you follow, if they're making you feel bad, Unfollow them if they're making you feel good. We love that. I don't know if you guys can hear a dog barking in the background, so I apologize in advance. I'm recording this at 10 47 on a Friday night, <laughs> turn up. I'm gonna keep recording even if you can hear this dog, sorry. Also just knowing when to put the phone down and when it's becoming more detrimental to your goals for your day. So if you're on your phone, even if it's to check your list or whatever it may be and you get sidetracked and you're on TikTok and you were looking for motivation or whatever it is, right? And you notice that you've been on there for too long, just knowing when to put that phone down because sometimes I will allow myself to just like do something and I'm like, I just wasted an hour doing this. Like what, what am I doing? So just knowing when it's detrimental to kind of what you're up to and what you're trying to get done that day. I think in general, just being on your phone for smaller amounts of time. Do not disturb whenever you need to. Just put your phone on do not disturb to kind of help you from picking up your phone more than you need to. Because me, if I'm hearing uh-uh, uh-uh, or just like my phone going off or whether it's emails, texts, whatever maybe, may be, that's distracting. So if I need to stay on task, I will put my phone on do not disturb so that I'm picking it up when I want to. Not because I feel like I have to now that my phone just went off. Unless you're really waiting for a call or something, obviously that's different. But if you notice that you're having a hard time staying off your phone and staying on task and you get distracted easily or whatever, then definitely try out Do Not Disturb and see how that works. Um, you still will get your text, but you won't see the notifications of them. So it's kind of nice so that you can go and look whenever you're ready to kind of tackle that and take a break instead of feeling like you have to do that in that moment. Also, just putting headphones in and put your phone in another room like If I'm trying to be productive, like cleaning or something, I will put my phone somewhere else and I'll like walk around hands-free with my AirPods in, just listening to something, whether it's a podcast or music, like doing that allows me to stay on task. But yeah, putting the phone in another room, super, super good trick. And you'd be surprised how much you'll get done. Like the second that you notice like, well, I haven't been on my phone in two hours. Holy crap, like I'm a new person right now. Number six, change your mindset or perspective. So things that help me change my mindset or just make sure that I'm in the right headspace for the day, anytime that I am feeling unmotivated and just feeling like I really need to recharge and kind of get my mind right, things that I always do, even if it's for mental health reasons or whatever it may be, the things that just hold me to who I am as a person and just kind of help me center myself would be going on a walk, working out, at home or in the gym, Journaling, meditating, daily intentions or devotional. I try to do that first thing in the morning. Starting my day with these things, they can just help remind me what's important and center me throughout the day. Also praying, daily affirmations, listening to a podcast, practice gratitude, 10 things I'm grateful for. All of these things help me a lot. So in the morning, I'll try to do my daily affirmations, journal, um uh, meditating something that's been really hard for me to find a good time to consistently do that every single day. But I notice it definitely helps keep me calm and centered throughout the day and just my thoughts more organized. So I highly recommend you try out meditation. Also listening to podcasts that happens randomly throughout the day for me constantly working out. Like I said, in person or in the gym, I will do at some point during the day, I'll walk Marshall at some point during the day. So it's good for me and my dog. And sometimes I'll do two walks. I love walking. But that's one thing that really centers me. If I'm ever really, really struggling with something, praying always holds true and puts me exactly where I need to be. You don't have to relate to that. You don't need to do anything with that information, but I just want to share what has worked for me. But when it comes to gratitude, just writing down in your journal every morning, like 10 things I'm grateful for, or I'm grateful for, dot, 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 and write 10 things. Just to help kind of put you not in a lack mindset. Right off the bat, you're thankful for things that you have currently in your life. Affirmations, if you're not familiar with what those are, I am statements. I am beautiful, I am smart, I am content, I am confident, I am knowledgeable, I am determined, I am abundant, all these things. So by starting your day with statements like that, you are just taking time to one, just tell yourself good things about yourself, but you have to actually believe them too. I'll probably do episodes on affirmations, but definitely something that helps kind of get your mind in the right place, especially when you are feeling very, very in your head and kind of talking badly to yourself. Affirmations are able to give you an opportunity to switch those negative thoughts around with a positive thought. So if you're thinking that you are the worst or like you are really bad at talking to people or something, I am great at talking to others because the thought that you're having that's telling you that you're bad at it is not you and it's not the truth you are good at talking to other people. You know what you're doing. But by doing all these things, it just really helps me to challenge any negative thoughts or self-doubt that try to creep in in moments of feeling unmotivated. So whenever you're feeling bad, if you allow yourself to feel worse, you can. And it's okay to feel those emotions, but it's important to also not stay stuck when we feel stuck. So these things that I just gave definitely helped to get me out of moments where I could get stuck if I allowed myself to. Number seven, allow yourself to take a break if needed. You might actually need rest or time away for a little to feel motivated again. Especially it can be hard if you struggle with mental health. So if you feel like, oh, my God, I haven't felt like inspired or motivated to do anything that I normally do, you might need a break. You might need to seriously just watch Finding Nemo. You might need to turn on a movie. I don't know. You might need to just lay in your bed and not do anything. Maybe scroll on TikTok, whatever it may be. You may just need to chill out and do whatever you want to do. You might feel more motivated then to come back and tackle what it is you were feeling unmotivated to do the previous two days. Anytime that I feel in a rut in any way, I do that and I swear to God, taking the time that you need will recharge you. Taking a break doesn't have to be a bad thing and that's one thing that I really want to make known is that If you feel like you need to take a break or you're feeling exhausted or you're not feeling the gym on a specific day, allow yourself to take that break because your body's telling you something that your mind might not be listening to, that you do need a break and you need to just chill out. Like if I'm having a really bad day mentally for whatever reason and I don't allow myself, like this doesn't happen very frequently to this point, but like if I feel like, oh my God, like I cannot, I just need, like I don't even want to talk to anybody right now, like That is a day that I need to do nothing. Like I need to just allow myself to have a minute and chill and feel whatever I'm feeling because by pushing it off and just dissociating and moving and moving and not taking a break, that will make you feel okay for a second, but then it's eventually going to catch up to you and it's going to be worse. So just allow yourself to take breaks when you're feeling unmotivated, stressed out, whatever it may be. I hope that that helped you guys. That was just me chit-chatting about motivation for the past 45 minutes. So... Um, I just want to leave you guys with a couple things to think about and kind of wrap this up. So for motivation reminders, if you will, this is what I'm going to leave you with. One, you are not your anxious thoughts. You should see them and you should understand them and know that they're there, but not permanently claim them or resonate with them. And you might not be someone who struggles with anxiety or mental health. So take this as it, it resonates, I guess, but Any, even people that don't struggle with mental health necessarily, I would assume that they also do have negative thoughts sometimes or self-doubt, thoughts like that. So just knowing that they aren't you, you don't have to resonate with that permanently. See it, feel it, move on from it. Allow yourself to just kind of not totally attach that to what you are and just know that you're capable of so much and you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. Number two, what you focus on grows. So if you aren't having motivation, you're not doing anything to take action to find it, it will be hard to see a difference. So if you're not making the steps necessary to start getting that momentum or feeling like, oh, wow, like like I said in the beginning, like start somewhere, like don't wait for the right time. Just get started. That's what I mean. If you're not just getting started, which believe me. I know it's, this might sound crazy to you right now. Like you might be like, okay, sure. No, but seriously, it'll make sense to you once you try it, because it didn't make sense to me really until I started. And I was like, holy crap, it sounds so simple, but like this really actually like changes lives. Like you just got to get started. And I know sometimes that can seem like the hardest thing to do just getting started, but I promise it will feel so good once you start moving. This kind of goes with going to the gym, too. You don't want to go all the time. But once you get yourself there and you start moving, you're like, holy crap, like, I can't wait to move my body and do this. Like, I cannot wait to work out. But I find that to be very true in all aspects of my life, like whether it's mental health, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in whatever, like if you're focusing on something in your mind, like you're you're focusing on the negative things in your life, right? The more you focus on the negative, it's going to be very hard to see the positives. If you start your day. Focusing on the positives, it's pretty hard to see the negatives because you're seeing the positives instead. So if you're thinking like, oh my God, the world's out to get me. Nobody likes me. You're going to see everything in that light as opposed to looking at it in a positive view. we like, oh my God, like, you know, it's not so bad. Like people are nice. Like people really are going out of their way to like smile and be nice to me today. But you tell your mind, the more you'll see in your reality. I promise. So just be very mindful of that because the more negative, the worse it will be looking in all areas. Number three, start small and just aim to be 1% better every day. So if you're 1% better, this is something I learned from Shelby Sacco, and I think it's in uh, like books because I've heard other people also like kind of reference this before. It's very big in the mental health world, but just try to be 1% better every single day. So if you're 1% better is reading 10 pages a day of a book, if, as long as you get that one thing done, you're 1% better. So if you do, if you become 1% better every single day, at the end of a month, you were 30% better as a person. And that to me is pretty great. Honestly, I practiced this a while ago and I will tell you that this is so true and I watched it work in my life in so many ways, but a huge thing that I sucked at, I was the worst at washing dishes. I'm not even kidding you. I would allow my dishes to stack up embarrassingly to the point of like my whole sink would be filled with dishes by the end of the week because one, I wasn't giving myself time to do the dishes. Two, I would get the week started on a good note when I meal prepped and everything on Sunday, but then I would never empty the dishwasher. So by me not emptying the dishwasher, it was causing me to stack all the dishes up and then I would never unload the dishwasher until the end of the week. And by that point, I have both sides of my sink filled to the brim and my counter in my kitchen full. That is what I call anxiety, okay, because if that is sitting in my kitchen, I am seeing that every day and that's making me anxious. So long story short, I applied this 1% better to my life, I want to say in September, and I changed the habit. So instead of me leaving dishes there like this now, you will really never catch me putting a dish in my sink without rinsing it off first unless... I am super busy or something, but I will almost always, I have a little thing going now where I will unload the dishwasher after it's like pretty dry, so after a couple hours, and I will drive my dishes, put them away. All the dishes then will just get immediately rinsed off and put in the dishwasher so that I'm never giving myself the opportunity to let the dishes fill up like that. So I've made myself a pro at washing dishes essentially, okay, which is pretty great, but my 1% better was to never go to bed with a full sink. So I would always make sure all my dishes were in the dishwasher or put away by the end of the day. And that has stayed true. I made a whole Thanksgiving dinner the other day for myself. Guess what? There is not one dish in that sink. Actually, I'm lying. I'm lying to you guys right now. I thought thought I'd emptied it, but... I didn't empty the dishwasher from the Thanksgiving. I have to empty it and then I can put those dishes in, but they are all rinsed off and ready to get thrown in there. So as long as you're rinsing them off right away, it makes it so easy and there's not like gritty food collecting on your dishes or whatever. That's just an example. That's my 1% better. So I hope that that makes sense and you can apply it to your life as well. Number four, the power of one more. So in moments when I have felt like Mental health was a huge struggle for me, which I do struggle with for sure. I've been very, very open with you guys about that. And I will make episodes explaining that in more detail. But in moments, whether it's my mental health is kind of giving me a hard time or whether it's anxiety or whatever, or I'm just not feeling motivated to go to work or have a good day, or I'm just in a really bad headspace for whatever reason, the power of one more. So there's a book, there's a podcast on it. There's a TED talk on it. There's a lot of stuff, but essentially it all comes down to imagining you only had one more so you only have like this if you're going to work tomorrow that's your last day there ever the power of one more you only got one more imagine how you would act if you acted as if this was your last time doing this imagine how much effort and love and care you would put in with all your patients or you'd put in with all your clients or all your sales you'd really be trying to get your sales or whatever that day imagine how good that workout would be if it was your last one and you put your everything into it. The power of one more is giving you the ultimate reminder to do your best and put your all into everything every single time as though it was your last one, because you never know when it might be. You really don't. So that just really helps to keep me motivated and grounded and just kind of remember exactly what's important. And it really makes me present in, in the moment and just making the most of my day and my life. All right. So last week on the first episode, I told you that I wanted to start doing a mental health tip every week. My mental health tip for you this week is that whenever your alarm clock goes off, really try your hardest to not snooze your alarm. Force yourself to sit up and notice how much better you feel throughout the day and how productive you were able to be. This is pretty much like advice to myself, because I've been trying to wake up earlier every single day, but that also goes hand in hand with going to bed early, so that you feel good to wake up in the morning, because a lot of times I'm like miserable if I don't get at least eight hours of sleep, like that's what I would love to be getting every night, which is what we're supposed to get, but if I'm getting like less than six, I'm not happy about it, so really just making sure you're kind of getting sleep and everything, but Really try to just get up when your alarm clock goes off for the first time. Don't snooze it because by snoozing it, you were just staying in a bed and not getting the stuff done when you could honestly be pretty productive. So just to kind of try this, even if it's just for one day, journal about it or something and let me know if you notice a difference. Like, do you feel different throughout the day? How productive were you able to be? Were you able to get a bunch of stuff done before you went to work? Did you have time for yourself to sit down and have breakfast in the morning without rushing? Were you able to... Do your morning routine and kind of get your mind right or go for a walk before work or work out before work so that you could have your evening whenever you get off from work to just relax and do what you want to do. I'll try to be holding myself accountable every single week with you guys. So hold me accountable. I'll hold you accountable, but try that out and let me know what you think. Little life update super quick. So I don't have much to tell you guys since last time, but I did have Thanksgiving. Obviously, we all did. So I hope you guys all had amazing Thanksgivings. I hope that you made the most of it, whether you were with family or you were alone or I don't even know if you're going through a hard time, whatever it may be, I hope that you still had a good day and I hope that you had a good meal. I told you guys last week that I was gonna have Thanksgiving alone and make my own meal, I did that. Okay, so I made um, mashed potatoes, gravy, creamed corn, candied yams, green bean casserole, got a rotisserie chicken, got a thing of pumpkin roll, got a bottle of wine. Moral of the story, that was kind of all that's happened since we've talked last. I had Thanksgiving and I've just kind of been chilling this week. That's my only life update right now. Other than that, like I know I'm going home for Christmas in a few weeks, so I'm just trying to enjoy every second that I have here in Austin because I will be gone for a minute. Um, at the end of December or like mid December ish till like the end of December. So I hope y'all enjoyed that and please let me know if you put any of this into effect in your lives. Let me know how you see things working out for you. Do you see a change in your motivation? How's it going? Please let me know. And if there's anything that you want to hear in particular next week, um, email me at grow as you go pod, grow as you go pod pod at gmail.com. Let me know if there's any questions that you have for me because I might do another Q&A episode at some point. So send me any questions there. If, if there's certain situations in your life that you'd like advice on, also you could send me like a scenario and ask my opinion on it, if there's something that you're going through, and I can give that to you in a podcast as well, I can maybe do an episode of advice, and like maybe focus on like three people's situations and just give advice on those. And also, if there's certain things you want to hear me talk about on the podcast, please send that to me on that email as well. It's just anything that you want to hear or anything that you want to tell me or give me feedback on the podcast, good or bad, I'm here to hear it and yeah, go follow my platforms. I'll have the Instagram and the TikTok for grow as you go in the bio here. Have a great week. I love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you next Monday.